The following program was produced by a community producer. Good evening, Malvin. Welcome to 02148. My name is Mike Sharon. I am your host. It is January 30th, 2024. My, 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 it's been so long since I've last seen you. Hope everybody had a great holiday and a very happy new year. I can't believe it. We're at the end of January 2024. Where does the time go? But I'm glad to be back. And uh, we got a really good show for you tonight. I'm excited about it. And uh, uh, my guest is the addiction resource, the addiction recovery resource specialist for the health department in the city of Malden. He is also the president of Malden Overcoming Addiction. And full disclosure, he's a good friend of mine. Please welcome Mr. Paul Hammersley. Paul. Hey, Mike. How are you? Great to see you, man. Always a pleasure. Great to have you here. It's been a yeah, while. We yeah. always like to have you come back at least once a year. Sure. And uh, sure. appreciate your time because we know it's uh, at a premium most of the Everybody's busy, Mikey. Everybody's busy. And uh, how was your holiday? It was good, man. How good. about you? Everything's good. Everybody's he healthy and happy. That's it. You're yeah. ahead of the game yeah. right yeah, there. for sure. Great to see you, man. I always told you how much I admire you and the work that you do. And uh, I know there's a lot to talk about tonight. And before we really start digging in, I'd just like to, because uh, I know you've been on a few times, but for those viewers who are maybe first uh, being introduced to Malden Overcoming Addiction and the work that you do, Maybe a quick summary and background of, of how Malden Overcoming Addiction started. Yeah. Um, so it was, we're 10 years old as of this month. <laughs> it's amazing. But, you know, 11 years ago, there was um, something called fentanyl that had came into our, all of our lives, you know, and it was here in the city and, and a few people got together and uh, they decided to have a community meeting down at the old triangle on Pearl Street. Know it well. And uh, we, we went there and we were meeting there weekly just to discuss what we could do and how we could try to help. And um, we had an event, we had a vigil, and ne next thing you know, we created a board of directors and it became a nonprofit, 501c3, and this thing is growing and people are on board and, you know, there's people getting help and right. people are donating money and, um, you know, the, there it is. So it, it started... I mean, there's, there's much more than that, but for time's sake, pretty right. much it started in 2013 as a meeting, and here we are today as a, uh, a nonprofit. We have the Bridge Recovery Center now. We have a brick-and-mortar building down on Commercial Street where folks can go get well. There's, you know, they, there could be up to 15 recovery coaches in the city every day in different locations. So it's, uh, it's been needed, and it's been super helpful for the work that we're doing. Incredible. And you mentioned the Bridge Recovery Center. I think that uh, out of some, some of the things that are updated and different from the last time we spoke, yeah. um, tell us a little bit about there. We know, we know the struggle it was to, to get that building. So again, I got to go back to around 2014 when Mayor Christensen, um, he asked me a question at the Salvation Army when we were meeting on Main Street, and he said, what's your end game? And I said, I would love to see a building where people can go and, and receive services and recover. Yeah. And I didn't know what that looked like. So we drew a logo 
and it was sort of like a little Tobin-ish look to it. It was a bridge because the opposite of addiction is connection. And what does a bridge do? When you go over a bridge, you're, be, you're being connected from one part of wherever you are to another part. Um, so we feel that the bridge is a great representation of folks getting well, going from um, wherever you are to a path of wellness, just crossing over the bridge. And uh, we made a banner with Dominic Desario, late Dommy, and we would take that banner all over the state and we would talk about the Bridge Recovery Center and there was a grant with the state that we applied for twice from 2014 to 2017 and we were denied twice. And then in 2018, they said that we needed to get a partner and we got a partner with the Gavin Foundation and John McGahan and he was good enough to lend his good name and lo and behold, now in 2023, in July, John had uh, didn't put in for the grant like he said he wouldn't and we did and we got it. So now we are the sole operators of the Bridge Recovery Center, which is a peer-to-peer -peer led recovery center for folks that uh, are looking and seeking recovery. It's a place you go after you get out of like a hospital setting, a detox. It's when you want to continue on with your recovery. Um, there are things in there like job search and there's recovery coaches and there is just a whole slew of day-to-day -day activities that helps one get back into Well, that support system is just vital. That's correct. Right? That That's is correct. People coming out of Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so you mentioned, uh, of course, our, our, our honorable mayor, Gary, who's yeah. uh, um, been great support throughout this. But uh, um, also, if you could tell the folks, maybe I mentioned at the top that you're the addiction recovery resource specialist for the health department. Yes. Malden. So that kind of, when he said, what's the end game, he kind of... Yeah, so... I'm also the addiction recovery resource specialist out of the health department, which means I serve the entire city if anyone is looking for help, treatment, um, to be connected to resources, whether um, I'm doing a lot of food insecurity and people, folks that are houseless, we connect them with resources. And, uh, but this was a position created. It was, a, yeah, back in 2017, yeah. there was a real need. For, a lot of folks were coming into City Hall looking for help, and there wasn't anything in City Hall. Um, so the, you know, the mayor was the biggest supporter and he passed that on to the council and, you know, the council felt the need and everybody voted that position in and, um, I, I got that position and I've been in the health department ever since and we just assist the community with whatever needs they may have, whether it's a family member, um, a loved one or an actual, the actual person, we have help for the whole gamut of uh, services for any family or anyone who is struggling in the city of Malden with substance use disorder. And it just, I mean, it's such a, uh, it's just seamless with your, your job at Malden Overcoming Addiction in, in some ways, correct? Yeah, so that's a nonprofit where I don't work. I work for the city, so I'm the president of that nonprofit. Everyone is volunteer. Okay. Um, so it, it was seamless. Malden Overcoming Addiction has become probably the biggest resource in the city of Malden to give folks the help they need, whether it's connecting them with a Dom Desario scholarship program, assisting them or assigning them a recovery coach, or just connecting them with whatever services they may need. Um, it's strictly funded by donors. It's a grassroots organization that is grant funded. They, we just get grants from whoever uh, is donating at the time. It's usually the same folks every year, all the time that, that keep it going. And um, it's just been an amazing ride. Yeah, incredible. I mean, it's yeah. incredible. And we're going to get into the need and, and, and some of the yeah. uh, progress and milestones that you've accomplished over the years. I mean, all a lot of good news. And um, But we mentioned Dom Desario. I know what a influential and figure and person that, that he meant to you, if you want to speak a little of that and, and, and how the scholarship program was. Created. Yeah, so Dom, um, he, Dom Desario was a lot of things to me. Um, sponsor, mentor, um, friend, advocate, um, family. We were just connected at the hip. Um, I met Dom in around 2014, so it was, I knew, I was with Dom for about six years and uh, Dom got sick. You know, Dom, Dom got lung cancer and he didn't know he had it and it was quick. Mm. And, and Dom left us in 2020, but you know, <clears throat> in that time we did all of this together with the bridge and Malden overcoming addiction. And you know, when, when Dom left us, um, we just wanted to honor Dom. 
somehow, some way. So we, myself, Dominic, and a few other board members created a scholarship program for folks. The scholarship program for Maldon Overcoming Addiction is for individuals who may be coming out of a detox that don't have any money or a place to go to live. So the scholarship program pays for four weeks in a sober house setting where that will give them four weeks to get on their feet and go search for a job. So week five, they would have to provide the funding. But it, it's that initial kickstart when people are around making that change in their lives where they need a little help. So we created that. And when Dom, um, you know, unfortunately passed, we decided to call it the Dom Desario Scholarship Program. And inside the Bridge Recovery Center, there is a big um, mosaic, like art sculpture of Dominic with a story there. Um, so for everyone that walks through the doors there, his, you know, they're greeted by Dom. Um, Dom was one of the founders. He found the space with me on Commercial Street. Right. So the, the scholarship program is named after him. So it's if you go to Malden Overcoming Addiction, Dot com and you look at the uh, at the website, the Dominic Desario Scholarship Program. Now you know what that's all about. Well, that's a wonderful tribute and wonderful legacy. Yeah. For him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I know he meant a lot to you. That's wonderful. Um, so much to talk about, Paul. Uh, you know, it just this whole um, organization. It always fascinated me the the volunteers and the the response you get. And tell me about the recovery coaches. And, and okay. how that plays. So just so folks know what a recovery coach is, it's just someone that assists you um, with your day-to-day -day activity, sure. whether it's your biggest cheerleader, whether it's just someone to walk alongside your journey of recovery with you. Uh, it could be someone to help you fill out a job application, someone simply to listen to you, but just walks alongside you yeah. and guide you in a manner. It's you could think of life coach type stuff, but a recovery coach is, a, you know, it's a little bit different, but it's on the same, on the same path. But it's just folks who, um, you know, enhance motivation, you know, wellness, and, and just keep you on a, 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 the best path that, that you can go down. So we, we've got, Malden Overcoming Addiction has coaches available. You could fill out a form on the website with no charge to you. If you're a Malden resident and you are seeking help, we can assign a recovery coach to you. And the city of Malden has Malden Cares, where we have, at, at this point, we have nine coaches that work for us, and they're on the street seven days a week, at least three hours a day, whether it's at Malden Train Station, whether it's at the Malden Warming Center, or in various other parts of the city where we think that we're needed, because we have maps that we look at certain situations and what may be going on in the city and where the need is for our work, and we go off to those places, whether it's in front of Walgreens, we set up a table, whether it's you know, at, at a park, whether it's wherever the need is, we go and we set up tables and we just greet folks. We're on the bike path a lot in between certain spots. We just meet people, give them resources, let them know who we are, and you'd be amazed at the response we get. And this, and you met Malden Cares. Where, how did this, how, how was it born? I My mean, goodness. Every time there's a need, you seem to fill it. So, sitting in City Hall, staring out the window, everyone, if you're from Malden, you're going to understand what I'm about to say. So the Malden train station for a while, about five or six years ago, um, it just seemed to be a place where folks went and the behavior wasn't the greatest. Uh, folks were just hanging out, doing whatever one might be doing that shouldn't be doing. Sure. And, and so we would watch this and, uh, you know, and it was tough with jurisdiction between MB MBTA police and Malden police. So one day I was just, I spent a couple hours and I just watched, I just was looking. And I felt, so I went over there and I just started talking to individuals, just sitting down, having a conversation with someone, yep. just meeting them where they were at. Yep. And what I learned was, um, that's the key. Let's go over there and let, let's set up a table. Let's put a table right in the middle of Malden train station, we'll call it Malden Cares. We'll bring snacks and water and we'll talk to folks. We'll bring recovery coaches over. So um, 
we came up with a plan, very simple plan, a table, a table skirt, a case of water, and some snacks, and three recovery coaches. And we'd go stand there, and uh, it was a pilot program. And Ed Markey got wind of it, and he came down, and uh, we just, we, we did this little, little uh, opening of Malden Cares, and it was gonna be for 11 weeks. It was funded for 11 weeks, and in 11 weeks, the response we got from the people that went into treatment and the, all the folks that were seeking help, that was four years ago. Um, and we just were continued to help. It's, it's going to continue now. I, it's indefinite. Malden Cares is here to stay. Wow. So, it, yeah, there are recovery coaches on the street who assist folks on their journey, but that's how it started with just a need. But there's more to it because to get the, how does one get the coaches? Right. We had to build a training. So we run a training every year where we train 30 coaches every year throughout the Commonwealth, and they come to Malden, and we're grant-funded, and we, we run this recovery coach training. It's 30 hours of intense training to be a recovery coach. It's four days long, eight hours a day. Um, and I usually get two or three solid candidates from this training every year yeah. to join our team. Um, and there you go. So we, we, you know, we have supervisors, we have trainers, because we, we have to supervise the coaches, because the coaches, it's sort of like school. You have to go and get your CEUs and you got to continuously take classes, you know. So there's suit, it's for real, there's supervision and there's coaches and there's um, training. And we built this, this model. And now all the surrounding cities are calling, um, they're calling me, asking us how we're doing it. And we're also in Malden High School, we can get into that, but we have recovery coaches. I believe we're the first um, city or town, I don't know of anyone else that has recovery coaches inside of a high school. Wow. But we're in there every Thursday. Myself and Paul Bell, we sit with the kids every, uh, we see 1,800 kids every Thursday from 11 to 12 in the cafeteria. We have a table and we give out stuff and we just talk to them. Some kids that, you know, we're, we're talking about vaping or we're also with Cambridge Health Alliance because they're, they're um, anything health related, the kids come over and they have to ask a question. Uh, and they can take anything they want off the table. We have things on the table for them, but they're asking questions. So, and now we're meeting with the, 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 the counselors at the school and all this good stuff is happening. And I know you got me talking, Mike, so I can keep that's going. That's okay, man. This is, this is I what can, I like. I can keep going. <laughs> so again, that's how Malden Cares was born at the train station. And now it has morphed into the train station. There is a street team once a week other than the train station. So we could have six or nine people on the street at any given time, and we're also inside of the high school. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, but just back it up to the, to the coaches and the, and the training. Now, is there, is there a criteria? Do you find people that are in their own recovery coming back? So you have to be, you have to have at least 12 months of continued recovery. Okay. For starters, and would prefer you to be local to Malden. You don't have to be, and it's preferred if you're already working in the field, but don't have to be. But the, um, the biggest one is you have to have at least a year of continuous recovery to take the training. So yeah, so there's, and then there's an interview process that happens. We, we, we send out the, uh, the information online. The first 50 candidates get an interview. Then we have to interview 50, and then we whittle it down to 30, and oh, 30 wow. people, oh yeah, and 30, it's pretty intense. Yeah. It's a three-day interview process that we go through, and then 30 people can actually take the program, because we, you know, it's a $500 program, and we give it away with, you know, because we are grant-funded, so, wow. you know, it's, it's, it's a really, uh, it's pretty intense, but it's amazing. We've been doing that now. We've sent 347 coaches through our training over the years, and that's 30 a year. Uh, I mean, we've been doing it for a long time. And what's the commitment? Is there a commitment by the coach, like a- To take the training or to no, work? after you're, you're accepted as a coach. Yep. Uh, uh, okay, I'm so gonna So some this people, for, for instance, if, yeah. you're, if your commitment to me, like, you know, Mike, if you wanted to work with me, I would tell you, I have guys right now lining up for next year that okay. wanna take the training. Right. So I just say, you know, when I have the training, we can talk and then maybe you might want to work for the city of Malden as a recovery coach so we can talk about that. But anyone else, I, I feel very strongly because some people are from Everett, some people come from Tewksbury, they come from all over to take the training and I feel confident that when they leave, wherever they're going, yeah. 
they're going to be able to do this work in the field because this problem is not just a Malden problem. It's no. everywhere. So I feel really happy that we're sprinkling coaches throughout, you know, just right. just throughout the state. You, you know they're helping somewhere. That's correct. Right? That yeah. is correct. That's yeah. great. That's a yeah. good yeah. feeling. Um, and and I know you brought some some stats tonight, Paul, yeah. and, yeah. and so to show. Uh, um, so lots of folks may not understand or know exactly what we do. So this, for instance, um, I don't know if we can see that. That is just a map. So that map right there, the blue dots represent an overdose and the red dots represent a fatality. Mm. So this is the year-end results of, um, of last year. So in 2023, we, we report them as incidents. In 2023, there were... Um, there were 60, 69 total incidents with 10 fatalities, meaning 59 overdoses. And out of the 59 overdoses, there was, uh, I think, 55 people took Narcan, and Narcan saved their life. So, you, you know, that's, that's a big number, but I just want you to know, like, we, we break this down. So we break it down by ward, where it's happening, then we know where to go out. In, in what community may need Malden Cares, and we set up and we talk with people and we talk with residents. Out of the 69 people, 44 were Malden residents. Wow. 24 were non-residents, and one was houseless. So you may ask, what, how are they non-residents? There's so many reasons why it could be a non-resident. Someone could be coming to Malden to, to purchase drugs here. We don't know the case, but that's how we break it down. But I'll tell you this. So in 2021, that year was a tough year. We had 109 incidents and we had 17 fatalities. In 2022, we dropped that by 33% when Malden Cares was born in 2021 into 2022. We were doing a lot of work on the street. We went from 109 incidents to 89 incidents. Wow. That was amazing. And I didn't think, you know, and let me start, well, let me add, one is too many. One incident is too many. Right. So with the 33% decline last year, I was really, really happy with that. But it's, you know, I want, we'd like to do better. And we did. So for, to, for 2023, it went from 89 to 69. And that was at 20% lower than the previous year. So we're trending downwards where all of our brother and sister communities may not be trending downwards. Um, it's, it's an ongoing issue in every community, sure. but everyone's numbers, lots of surrounding communities are going up. And we're going the other way because we have wraparound services here in Malden and we don't just like put you in treatment and forget you. So I can go on out of these folks. There were, we sent 53 people last year to treatment, all right? And these, this is 53 people that could have overdosed but did not because they chose to go to treatment. We got them before. Out of the 53 people that went to treatment, there were 16 of the 53 that were repeats. So that means they went more than once. So now that, that 53 drops down to 37 because it's 37 individuals. Right, right. So now out of the 37, eight still remain sober. That's 22%. The national average is seven or 8%. So um, we, we've, there's been with us eight people out of 53 who remain sober for the year. That's just staggering numbers. And I know you might think, wow, those numbers aren't good but the percentage of people returning to use that are using are in the 90 percentile. So these numbers are absolutely fantastic and we're gonna continue the fight. But so Malden cares to give you an idea. So this is the year end statistics and we track everything. We track all the data. So we came, we, we assisted with 28 people from Malden train station going into treatment. That's just from the train station. Wow. In the year of 2023, we've come across 293 people under the influence. Actively using were 78. We recovery coached 189 individuals. People that were houseless. This is the staggering number. This is the big issue that we see. There was uh, 1,210 that were houseless that we came across this year. 
Um, referrals for housing, we gave 103. We gave 620 people resources. We break this all the way down to any gambling we see, criminal activity, how many times 911 was called, wow. how many times we've called the police, ages. So 20 to 30, 1,200. 30 to 40. And like, now these are just people we came across in conversation. So the most people we're coming across, the age range is 40 to 50. I'm sorry, 30 to 40, 1,600. 40 to 50, 1,400. But we track everything, black, white, Asian descent, uh, Spanish descent. We track everything right down the line on all the, and this is just Malden Cares. There's so many more statistics out there. This is just what we're doing. That's insane, man. Yeah, so we, yeah. we, we track absolutely everything, and, and those are just year-end numbers. But I can't say all of this without saying why we're able to do this, Mike. And there's people, people have to believe in the work you're doing. Yeah. Because if they don't believe it at the top, it's, it, it's a trickle-down effect. If they're not believing at the top in your community, it's not going to go anywhere. And Mayor Christensen is a champion because he just believes 100% that people can get well. Yeah. And then that trickles down to the council, which trickles down to us because everything has to be approved in the state delegation, right? I could speak about the state delegation right along. We're just blessed in Malden that everyone believes in this work. Absolutely. Uh, kudos to the mayor, of course, and, and everybody involved. And, and this, you would think this template is going against the trends elsewhere in the state. This template might be looked at and, and, and incorporated elsewhere. But, I mean, you could just see, you know, when, and you mentioned it, Paul. It's like, well, the fatalities, every, every soul, every life matters, and it, it's, it's, they're precious. Um, but you can, this is a life-saving operation you guys are doing. A hundred percent, yeah. So it's, it's really incredible to see, and, and you're, you're meeting people where they're at and what Malden cares, and you can see the difference it's making mm. from when, when the, the origins of Malden cares to, to the statistics that you're bringing. I hate to say statistics because these are lives and human beings and all that, but the numbers don't lie. The work is, is um, you're saving lives. We're saving lives, and you know we're very transparent. And I like to just stick with data. I yeah. love sharing the data with people. Oh no, people. it's very important. Without the data, we don't get the funding, and yeah. without the funding, we can't help the people. Yeah. So this is it's again, it's a trickle down effect from something that the city has created, and they support, and they just we just got the right pieces in place. Yeah. Because there's a team of individuals that work with me. Of course. And, 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 you know, we put this, this together, and it's just um, well, it, amazing. It, it, it could work the other way. If, you're, if you believe in this and you're putting your heart and soul in it and you're seeing numbers going the other way, it can be, you know, kind of a, a kill the morale, so to speak, and, and kind of a depressing thing. But, I mean, to see, you know, just like I said, see, see what you guys are doing and, and actually – turning it around, I mean, the strategy involved, it's just, just, just a wonderful thing. To your point, it was very depressing in 2021 when we had double, the, num the numbers were doubled before Malden Cares. So, you right. know, and that's where we said we have to make a move. We didn't know what move we were making, but we created something, and um, my goodness. Yeah. It, it's like, so far... I like to believe that's what the, the trend is because that's the that's what's been introduced to the city. Malden Cares wasn't here and since we've been here and Malden Overcoming Addiction is here and the Bridge Recovery Center is here and the Addiction Recovery Resource Specialist is in the city and the Malden Warming Center is here and Housing Families is doing their thing and, and I can go and ABCD is doing their thing and we're all coming together and it's this big round circle of folks that are offering help yeah, to the it's residents. Just a galvanizing effect of it's, everybody. It's it's all of it. It all has to. Spokes in the wheel. All of it. It's, it's it all has to work. And Malden is a it's a great place to live. It's good stuff. Speaking of Malden, by the way, and I don't mean to pivot because we have a lot more pivot. to talk about. But uh, did you notice our background tonight, folks? <laughs> Here we are, Paul and I, flying above the our grand city of Malden, and and with all that Paul does, these these photos are actually. 
well, this one and, and many more are his. If you notice the, our opening, we have a, a, a collage of pictures of the city of Malden, which were done by Mr. Paul Hammonds, who has his own photography, right? Yeah, and, and that's, that's a drone shot. Um, again, I, I just love the city, and these pictures come in super handy, and everybody can, can use them, but I have a lot of fun with it. It's a hobby, and it, it's also a business, but I do have a lot of fun with the with, uh, it's good stuff. What do you think? Yeah, yeah it's, it looks it's great. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 And we might Absolutely. use some other ones too. We're going to see uh, my co host partner, Ed Lucy, with this backdrop as well, hopefully. But um, great stuff. So I don't know, about halfway through the show, Paul, it's, uh, thank you again for coming on. Absolutely. Um, a lot of good stuff happening. As you said, it, take, it, it, it takes uh, funding. It takes funding. Obviously, and you have a lot of events during the year mm. um, to raise funds. That's at, right. Uh, and um, I know you want to mention a couple things, but before we get to those fundraising type things, talk to me about, and this has been special in the city, is the Stigma Day and what you've done with that over the years. So Stigma Day, um, we're nine years running. So if you don't know, I think everyone has an idea what Stigma Day is. Um, it's interesting because the kids from fifth grade up we go in and we, we talk to them so last year was my eighth year so there was a fifth grader that was graduating and he, he has saw me every year since fifth grade so he refers to me as the stigma guy because <laughs> we get to go in every year but when you hear that it just tells you it's working so that the stop the stigma day is a campaign it's an online campaign where we raise awareness to stigma and stigma isn't just with drug addiction it could be how you look the color of your skin it can be where you live it's anything that makes you uncomfortable and you feel like if you tell somebody they're not gonna like you or you just can't tell them be, for whatever reason and it brings that that inner pain so we're trying to to break the stigma it's okay to not be okay like it's it's okay to not have a good day right it's okay to feel different right and so we encourage folks to talk to other folks that may not be having a good day go over and sit with someone ask them how you're doing just you know so we're teaching the kids so many things about stigma now this year we're really excited um it's ballooned so we've been meeting myself and dana brown have been meeting with uh principal weldy Charlie Conifree um, and various other individuals and, and we in years past we show up to each school in half an hour increments on stigma day so I'll back up the second Wednesday of every year is hashtag Malden stop the stigma day that'll be forever it's been um, it's been noted that that particular day was in March March yes, right. the second Wednesday in March has been there was a proclamation last year. That's right. It is Stigma Day in Malden. That's super. It's amazing, and we're hoping other communities catch on. So what it is is you the color of recovery is turquoise. So you put on a ribbon, and I just touched my mic in the pro. You put on a ribbon, and you take a selfie. With no explanation, you share the selfie on social media mm -hmm. with the hashtag Malden Stop the Stigma. Yeah. So you it's 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 about taking a picture. It's about when we go into the schools this year, they're going to work with the kids the day after February vacation for a week and a half. All the health teachers are going to talk to the kids about stigma, and they're going to, when we get to the schools on March 13th, normally we go in and we talk. It's 15 minutes, we go in, we see a class, and we talk to them, and rah, rah, and we take a group picture. But yeah. this year, they're going to present to us what they've learned. Oh, very and they're, interesting. They're going to have the walls are going to be just all pictures about drugs and vaping and whatever they think stigma is, yeah. they're going to do projects and they're going to paste them all over the walls and then they're going to present to us and we're going to go school to school. So the Malden public school system has really jumped in on this to teach the kids and it's not just a one day thing anymore. Now it's turning into a couple of weeks of learning which we're hoping turns into another program. Like I said, it's called Connection. The opposite of addiction is connection, and we've been talking with 
certain individuals, kids at the school in eighth grade that want an after-school class where they can go, it's like a club where they can discuss things that they may not want to discuss. Just a place where kids can go talk about the things that may be uncomfortable at home amongst themselves where they get their own supports. So we wanted to call it Connections, and we're hoping that takes off to every school. And then we make t-shirts, and at the end of every year, we have a Connections Day with the entire city in one of the school, you know, whether it's at the Linden or the Salemwood, we're just, we have all of these things that we're working with the Malden Public Schools just to get the word out. Um, it's just been so touching to see the Malden Public School System involved with Malden Overcoming Addiction, the city, this topic. So March 13th is Stigma Day, and if you don't have a ribbon, you can contact me, go to the Bridge Recovery Center. We're going to have ribbons in various places, and everybody should have a ribbon and wear it and take a selfie and support the group. Yeah, and uh, I participated. Uh, I was uh, humbled to participate last year with mm. my dog, I believe. Mm. <laughs> my you dog, did. Malcolm. Um, uh, now, how, long, how many years is this for Stigma Day? This will be nine. Uh, nine years. And uh, i, I got to ask you, like, and you, I, I probably had you on the show back then when we were first talking about it. Because it was real, I mean, it's real. And it was, I'm, I'm wondering, in your opinion, over nine years, do you feel like there's been breakthrough? Do you feel, because a lot of people wouldn't get help because of this stigma. Do you feel there's been progress? I feel there's been progress, but in nine years, what you have to remember is some things changed. And I feel that vaping has become the biggest animal to date to deal with. Um, Vaping now is what cigarettes used to be as far as being um, pushed towards young people, as far as what it looks like, how it's packaged, and this we can switch this right into, like it can go into edibles and all of that stuff, but the vape products are being super pushed into the young people. There's a lot of, from fifth grade up, there's a lot of vaping, so that's, that's our focus right now, which wow. we're trying to really lock on because it's... Uh, it's highly addicting, and you know they're putting there. There's this liquid marijuana that we're oh. trying to teach the parents that they're putting inside the vapes, and you know that's the smell is almost nothing. So vaping has changed the game. It's be, it wasn't as prominent nine years ago as it is today. Yeah. So it's kind of morphed into a different. It's morphed. Head. So it's what we're doing is working, right. but it's like we're fighting something that's getting bigger every single wow. year, and it's the vaping. And then which that behavior, Mike, as we all know, leads to other things as time goes on. Sure. So we're really, really trying to spread the word on how bad vaping is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. So that is March 13th. March th Wednesday, March 13th. And there'll be, I believe, um, a town hall meeting the same night we're working on it now. Just an informational meeting oh, excellent. for oh. the city out of City Hall. I think we're going to do something Zoom slash in person, more to be revealed, but I know we're working on something for a town hall meeting to be uh, on the same day at the end of the day. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Get involved, Malden. It's a great way to show your support for a great organization and a problem that still exists that Paul and everybody over there is still fighting. Mm. Um, what about the rest of the, let's, I know you got a lot of events the rest of the year. Oh, so right after that, we, we're doing, so we obviously have to raise money. We have two events coming up. So the, we got a bowl-a-thon March 6th, where that's out on Facebook now. If, you, yeah. if you're into bowling and you want to bowl and get a team, you can go on and, and be part of our bowl-a-thon at Mix360 on March 6th. Uh, we have three weeks left to take teams. Please uh, sign up, come support us and then have a nice night out of, uh, of bowling and pictures and fun. And that will be on March 6th. March 6th. And then we're working. Is that the, the, you've done that before, right? The first bowl one ever. This is the first one? The first bowl-a-thon oh, ever. Why We've not had a bowl-a-thon. Okay. This is our first one. Well, this, this must have been the, the be mayor. Be part of it. It must Come have been the mayor's idea, right? He's been bowling since he well, was two. Well, I'm trying to get him to come because okay. he loves bowling. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's a really, he's he's a avid and very good bowler. But yeah, this is our first one. So oh, please come get a team, great. be part of for, for an amazing cause. Um, and then as always, we have our comedy night, our fundraiser comedy night. The date's not locked down, but watch the month of May. It's usually around May 9th. 
We're, we're working that out now, but that's at the IEA, sold yep. out every year. Yeah. Uh, 300 plus every year come. It's, it's Dave Russo and friends. Yep. And we have a really good time at the Irish American, and that's our biggest fundraiser of the year. We really need everybody to come out. Believe it or not, just, just showing up, buying a raffle ticket, just coming through the door, oh, yeah. buying a ticket, it just means the world to the work we do. It's a great night. Yeah. Of course, Dave Russo, a friend of the show, has been on many times. Oh, yeah. And Paul Gilligan, he'll oh, be Paulie. hosting yeah. this year as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a fun night. Sure. Uh, now, was that, was it always a comedy night? Because I remember you, you donned the, the Kiss Makeup one. Was that, so was that, that one of the was fundraisers? Rock Addiction. Rock, that's still going on, right? Well, we were oh, doing oh. that, so we didn't do it this year, but we're going to bring <laughs> it back. Um, We've, we usually bring in a, a band. That's right. So, we, you know, the talk is something about country. or But we, we do two fundraisers a year, and we were doing the Rock Addiction. So it's the fun, it's the comedy night in the, okay. in the spring, and then Rock Addiction is usually right around uh, November. Good stuff. So we'll, we'll think about that for next year. I have to talk to the board on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that one. Maybe, you know, you and I were talking about that. That ACDC cover band. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I what do you like think it. about that? I, I love them. Yeah. 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 So I, I saw, uh, in full disclosure, your brother Mark now is, is, is in uh, a band called ADHD. <laughs> yeah. a, and I'm very familiar with that band, and they are fabulous. If you're an ACDC fan, you need no. to go and check them out. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that would sure. be a possible show, right? There it is. That, yeah. That's highly, highly possible. Good stuff. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead, but I know you do the big thank you to the community. Is that would that be the next yeah, thing on so, the calendar? Yeah. So so yep. That, that's <coughs> in me. August. That's called Malden Overcomes Day. That's um, the first Saturday in August. What we do is we we give a huge shout out to Malden for allowing us to operate here, and we just have everything from bouncy houses to food to kids activities to DJ you know water balloon toss you name it tug of war it's out usually at lincoln commons every year free of charge we just really really throw a huge party every summer just to say thank you to the city of malden and all are welcome it's just what a great day yeah and we just stuff. did celebrate sober we just the had, new year yeah that's right so every right. every new year's eve we 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 feel that that's um that can be a very challenging night for people in early early yeah, sobriety. Of course. So uh, we we run an event called Celebrate Sober. We do it at Club Twenty Four, and again we bear no expense. It's just a night of food, dancing, family, children, fun. Come on out! And uh, we had a hundred and fifty plus. It was amazing. There was so much fun to be had. You know, um, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, we stayed out all night, dance, and, and you yeah. know, no no one's under the influence. That's you know? right. And you can have fun in recovery. That's what we like to let people know. Fantastic. Now, I know you mentioned, I don't know if there's a this public thing, but the, you're having a Super Bowl yeah, party, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Bridge Recovery Center, we just did something. So the Bridge Recovery Center is a safe space for people to go that are in recovery. And we offer all kinds of day um, activities and programming. But at night, it's sort of, um, there's meetings. There could be any variety of meetings for what may be ailing you. But yep. on Sundays, we have chosen to, for the entire football season, starting on week one until now, it's been food, football, fun, and fellowship. We cook, that. we serve a full-course meal, there's a meeting during the day. This and was every we, week? Every this, Sunday. Oh, wow. We've done it every Sunday. It's packed. It, it's just, it, again, it's a meeting, it's football, and it's just a safe space. Sure. I mean, last week we were jammed with the playoff games, and um, we're ending it with the Super Bowl, so we're having a Super Bowl bash uh, 6.30, we open at 3. We're going to have, uh, I'm not going to announce it yet, but I get a very good restaurant that's going to, work with us and we're going to have an amazing food and then you know we'll have a huge football celebration and all again all are welcome um yeah good stuff and we know you're a swifty so you'll be hey, yeah right? you know I, I, i've been known yeah mm. good stuff Paul. Yeah, Mike, good yeah, stuff. everything is um again everything is good but it, it's such a tough topic i know how hard it is to discuss yeah but at the end of the day, like Malden is a better place for having all of these resources in place for its residents. That's right. You know, so. Good stuff, man. 
Um, all right. Well, look at this. We're cruising. I knew we would. We're uh, got I about what you got to talk about. Ten or fifteen minutes. <laughs> We're not going there yet. Okay. We're not going there yet. I did want to mention, like, this is obviously ongoing. It's 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 every day of your life that you you commit to this cause. Um, but I think I think we were off here when you, you, you and I wanted to mention the opioid task force that gets together. How yeah. frequently? So uh, tell me a little bit about that. So we have an opioid task force that meets. We meet monthly. Um, one day every month we get together and we go over how we can do better. What's went on in the city? Um, what we haven't talked about is so my job also entails anything that's opioid related. Okay. It comes directly to my desk. I work very closely with the Malden Police. So if there's something like an overdose um, or something opioid related, I go out and do what they call a door knock. I go right to the house, I knock on the door with a bag of resources, myself and PJ Bell, who is the other half of me, amazing human. Um, I can't say enough about PJ, he works in the health department with me, recovery coach. But we go out to every, every call. We knock on the door, we let folks know who we are, what we do, and we've had amazing success taking people, getting people right from their home and willing to go to treatment. But again, like they don't know we're here and they just are amazed wow. that this is available for them. Incredible. I mean, we were out three times yesterday. You know, like any call that comes in, we go out. So we go out and take care of that. And um, what was the first part of the question, Mike? Because I, I got off track with... The Opioid Task Force. The Opioid Task yeah. Force. So how that, that ties into the Opioid Task Force because by meeting monthly, we go over all these things. We look at all the statistics, where we've went, who's door knocked, and what's great about a door knock is because you can also um, you can identify if it's you know if there's a, another problem going on, getting eyes on a house uh, or the way it looks yeah. or a yard or a neighborhood, you know. So then we can I, we can address whatever we think we may need to address. But the, the task force is made up of the mayor. It's made up of the fire chief, the police chief, some council, some school committee, some members of the community, uh, clergy. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty good task force. And again, we go over, and that's another big reason how Malden Cares was born, was the opioid task force. So right. it, it, and, um, I was working with someone in Chelsea, a personal friend of mine, who had a task force not called the opioid task force. They have something called the downtown task force. So we went to a few meetings over there a few years ago, and I really was liking what I was seeing with this task force in the community and how they were working together and the help they were getting for people. So we came up with the idea of the opioid task force, and we're doing the same thing here. I mean, some code red calls have oh, went wow. out to yeah. let the community know of the services that are available. Calls come right back to my phone. We put my phone number right out to the community if you need help. Incredible. My phone rings. Next thing you know, I'm talking to someone. So it, the Opioid Task Force has been a huge, huge success for the city of Malden. And how frequently do you meet? Once a month. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're meeting this Thursday. Yeah, the first Thursday of every month. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, there was another question we didn't, I wanted to mention, and I, there's so many things I forget, I, I forget it all. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You got a few minutes left. Maybe yeah. it'll come to you. Um, first of all, it's great. Again, to have you on, Paul. Um, yeah, always a pleasure, Mike. Yeah, you just uh, you know answer the call anytime that I make it. So, but that's Whenever what you, you do. Um, all right. Well, well, we have to bring some levity to the show, don't we? We're talking about <laughs> some serious I'm stuff just here. Just glad you don't have pictures. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I, we might have brought this up the last time you were on, but you and I played on the same little league team back in 1977. Do you recall that? I do. That was. Uh, the Giants with Mr. Mr. D. Mr. D, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, is we either forgot about it or we, we kind of reconnected later in life. And, you know, I could, yeah. <laughs> I, could I can't remember my teammates from 1977, some of them, but we were looking at, I was looking at an old picture. You know, I often look at my old trophies and old Little League accomplishments. Which, that's normal, isn't it? It is. For, yeah. Um, and I'm looking at an old team picture, and I'm looking at this, this guy, and we were talking quite frequently, and I'm going, my God. And I reach out, I go, Paul, were we on the same team? And we didn't even know it. And we didn't even know we it. We didn't even know it. The 1977 National League champs, by the I way. I was 11. Right? Yeah. 
We lost in the in the city series. Don't remind me to the well, I could tell you piece by piece what happened. We were up six three, top of the top of the sixth. <laughs> Pop fly, he drops it. There was a walk, then there was a hit batsman, a triple, and he stole home, and we lost. The White Sox, they were undefeated. You really remember it like Every that? Every play, I was playing. Oh, I, was I must have blacked it out. No, no, I was traumatized. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was on first base. Yeah, like Mahoney was catching. Alamigo was pitching. I but you didn't remember me. I don't. I didn't. I don't remember. I shortstop. But there, there was 15 guys. I don't remember nine of yeah, them. Yeah, that's that's true. Just I looking was at the picture, right? Thank you. It was 11. <laughs> 10. It was 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. I think Playing it was 12. Pearl Street. That game was at Pine Banks. Was it at Pine? Yeah. Right I, I, do, re I do recall that. Yeah. Well, we pra used to practice and play at Pearl Street, yeah. right? Yep. All the time. Sure. Yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, can you can you believe? It's hmm, my math. Four, that was forty-seven years ago. Something. Yeah. Is that right? That's correct. And I think thirty-five years went by before we reconnected, <laughs> or thirty years. We ought to get the guys together and have a reunion. Yeah. What do you yeah. Think? Sure. Um, like to recreate. Good game. stuff. Uh, where did the years go, Paul? I know. Anyways, let's let's um, recap some of these things that are coming up. Uh, of course. March 6th is the first annual Bowl ever Bowlathon. Yep. Um, you can go to Facebook on Malden Overcoming Addictions Facebook and you can see a flyer. You can register a team. That's you right. You can simply contact me. My cell phone number is 781 838 And how many consists of a team? How do you Four to six. Four to six. However you want to do it. Okay. Yep. Um, that's going to be a great night. Yep. And then a week later is now forever. The second Wednesday of every March. Stigma Day. Stigma Day. That's right. Which is March 13th this that year. That is correct. And a lot of, you know, like you says, it just keeps growing and growing and expanding. And, yeah. and the need is still there. And the education. And, and I have one thing. Um, families, if, if you or a loved one needs help. So what happens a lot in addiction is the person that's caught up, families really take the brunt of that addiction and some families get wrapped yeah, in the addiction and they get addicted to the addiction mm -hmm. so um, we've created a meeting a safe space for family members it is called the bridge to hope family support group it meets at the bridge recovery center the first and third monday of every month at 6 30 we have a meeting coming up this monday february i think it's whatever this monday is the fifth Right. The, the first and third Monday of every month, if you're a family member, a fr if you have a friend, someone in your life, and you don't know what to do, you don't know what resources to get, you just simply are at your wit's end and you need help. Wow. Please come to our meeting because you're not alone and everyone in that room has someone that they're struggling with in the disease of addiction. So we, I did want to mention. that up. That's Yeah, I did want to mention that it's, um, it's just... Nine out of ten of the calls I get is from folks that don't know what to do. What do I do? Where do I go? Who do I call? I'm scared. Yeah. Th th that's the type of calls that I get all day. So we've created a spot for people to come. Again, the Bridge to Hope Family Support Group that meets at the Bridge Recovery Center the first and third Monday of every month. And there is a flyer on the Facebook page. There you go. Incredible resource. Hmm. So the next one is this Monday. I do believe that is February 5th. Thank you for bringing that up, Paul. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Um, okay, so we cut, and then we had Stigma Day on the 13th. And in May, we don't have a date lined up yet, but Comedy Dave night. Russo and Friends Comedy Night, always a great, great night down the IA. First and it's, Saturday in August. It's, yeah. it's, it's yep. always sold out, but always. It, it's your biggest, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big one. When oh, I can mention, August 31st is Overdose Awareness Day. So we will be having our vigil at Malden High School. That's um, we're going to be doing it this year. We're combining it with the Bridge Recovery Center. So Overdose Awareness Day is August 31st. So if you've lost someone and you want to come down and be a part of that, um, please come down, honor your loved one. We, we spend time together. We bring in some speakers and we just uh, we take a moment to never forget the people that we've lost. Then we usually walk up to City Hall. We light City Hall up purple. That's the color of Overdose Awareness Day. Um, we say a prayer underneath the bridge. We take a picture. Um, 
it's just a nice get together to remember the ones that we've lost. Yeah. Yeah. Very moving yeah. event. Yeah. And that date is set. August 31st every year. Yeah. Um, and a little bit before that is your event at the Lincoln MOA Day. MOA Day. Yeah, that's our thank you at Lincoln <coughs> Commons the first Saturday in August. I don't have that date, but right. the first Saturday in August, uh, come on down to Lincoln Commons. It's 11 to 3. Now, do you do we get to dunk you? Is there any of no that? Dunk no dunk tank. I, I uh, you know, I, <laughs> you, I no. You can't do it all. You could throw a water balloon at me. <laughs> there you go, folks. The, yeah, there you go. Um, good stuff. And then and then hopefully uh, a, a new edition of Rock Rock Addiction. Addiction. Yeah. In the fall. I got to get a guy. I think his name's Gary Sharon. You know, we'll there's this, this uh, guy. You know, I yeah. I hear he's a, he's just from Malden and he, he's a rocker. So maybe, maybe I can get him to come by sometime well i hope so if he's available i bet he'd come down and do it he's been a little busy lately but yeah, just a little um that's great paul yeah um well here we are at the end of the show uh i'll say it's it's great to have you on i Thank admire you, your work you're Thank doing you. god's work um any any last things to say to the community as far as first of all go to the website yeah which will directly bring you to the the Bridge Recovery website as That's well, correct. right? That's correct. Yeah, visit MaldenOvercomingAddiction.com. Look at everything we're doing, and then you, you can go right to the Bridge uh, Recovery Center's website from there. There's resources on there for adults, for children, um, and for families. Just take a moment and, uh, you know, love yourself today. Good yeah. stuff. Paul, always a pleasure. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for coming on. Keep right. doing God's work. Always. Inspiring. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. That's it, Malden. Uh, you know, I'm going to leave you with a quote tonight. And Paul would never call himself a hero, but it's people like him out there that are heroes and many, else, many others out there doing this kind of work and many other types of great work. And it's just ordinary individuals. So I'll leave you with this from Christopher Reeve, who said, a hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Here's to the heroes out there, Malden. We'll see you next month. God bless. <laughs>